0: Hi, welcome to John Taylor's podcast, Keep Sharing. Um, we have got absolutely delighted this evening to have a Dr. Joseph Parent from Zen Golf and keynote speaker. And Joe is actually mentoring me as well, which we'll talk about during the show and, and how that happened. So I'm absolutely honored. He's over in LA and I'm in Newcastle, north, north of England, and we're doing it this remotely and recording for you, the viewers. Halfway around the world. Hi, Joe. Uh, yeah. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the show. Good to have Thank you on. You. So, yeah, um, I, I sort of got into mind coaching probably about six or seven years ago and I took it into the golfing industry and, and I didn't really know what to do with myself in terms of how would I break into it and who would I talk to. And I started reading your book, Joe, which was Zen Golf Mastering the Mental Game. And within that book, it wasn't just about what you wrote. I think it struck a chord with me in terms of how it come across for an individual basis. It was about the person. It was about life situations. It was it was very mindful. It was very, you know, as as you are a Zen master and you wrote this book that way, you know. Um, and it really did hit me. And then a few years later, I was I reached out to you on LinkedIn and sent you a message about asking for help. Um, and it was from a TED talk that I listened to. And it was like, there's a couple of things that you should do when you're asking for help. Make sure you're specific. Make sure that you know what you want. And then you said, well, I'm going to phone you in 24 hours. And I was like, uh, right, okay. <laughs> so then you did. And 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 I suppose that's how the, the conversation and relationship started, probably about June last year.
1: That's right. Exactly. And, uh, and I think that it was through... Uh, through LinkedIn,
0: wasn't it? It was, yeah. I just sent you a private message on LinkedIn. Um and then I remember you looked at me through the screen on Skype and you said, So what's your question, John? What what do you what is the help? And I was and I said, Well, would you mentor me and, and, and look at what I'm doing? And you were like, Yeah, let's get going and you, you offered me to offer that um support, I suppose, that you have done. Um and ever since then I would say that things have changed. Just even checking in with you once a month and talking about what we're doing. So, I am very grateful for that. You know.
1: Well, it's it's been my pleasure. You're you're great to work with.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. So yeah, I really just wanted to get you on to the to keep sharing the podcast. And the the podcast is named after what you told me as well about after every, at the end of every call. Make sure you keep sharing. Just sharing information, giving. The slightest little thing, you know, and it is just. Even if sometimes you might not have something to give, at least share a bit of information with somebody is better than actually doing nothing, you know. And I'm I'm starting to really learn that about myself and the people that I work with. Just tiny little nuggets of information it goes a long way. And so, one of
1: you know, one of the things uh, that I did share with you when when we began. Was always to offer. And at the end of our conversations, I try to remember to say, Is there anything else I can do for you? Yeah. And if you always say, Is there anything else I can do for you? Uh, it helps the other person experience you as <clears throat> uh, someone who wants to connect, someone who wants to. Um, engage uh and someone who wants to build a relationship rather than make a deal or get something for themselves and and it's building relationships that are the really the most meaningful thing
0: yeah i i agree it's you, you people come and go in your life as as you move through many different things that you do you know, we've all got chunks and chapters and some people stay in the same career, some people chop and change a career. And we, for me, I've learned that by finding sort of what I'm supposed to be doing, helping, guiding others to a better mental being, human being, not, not doing. And I'm, and I'm learning that. And the relationships that I build in that space seem to be really powerful Compared to building relationships in the space of not my purpose in other areas of my life, this yeah just, that's right yeah yeah.
1: Um, well, you know, you know, you you uh, connected with me. You said that you had read Zen Golf. Yeah, uh, and I and I wrote Zen Golf. You know, it's it's uh, very gratifying. It's still. Uh, a very popular book in the golf world and, and also in the business world. I've had a lot of business people say, you know, this is one of the best executive coaching and business consulting books that they've read because it was intended to be a life book, not just a golf book. Uh, the um, What I like to tell people is that, you know, I, I started in college in engineering and I switched to psychology because I realized I probably wasn't going to invent a, uh, a special engine that uh, a cleaner burning engine that could reduce air pollution but I know that I can help people have cleaner running minds to reduce <laughs> mental pollution yeah so, so that's really that's really what my you know it's uh, making the world a better place that way
0: yeah so so what joe what what really you talk about that moment and it and something just resonated with me a little bit in i think it was about 2011 i was at this gathering and this woman i got talking to and she mentioned about she recognized that i wasn't really a practical person with my hands and i never have been diy like practically with my hands and she was like you're very driven through mind and your purpose is to really help and guide people using the knowledge and the wisdom and the philosophy of the things that you've learned through, through language, through emotions, through behaviors. And that's why I studied NLP and thought thro- it was literally just after that moment, she was saying this stuff to me. And I was just like, wow. And then later on in life, it's, it's sort of like made sense that, and you just pretty much used that same thing in terms of the engineering. Is it, uh, what really struck, struck a chord for you to, to sort of like pursue a career in helping golfers and business people with with their well-being and their mindset what what was it
1: well really it was uh, how much <clears throat> excuse me how much practicing mindfulness uh, mainly in in the Buddhist tradition which is uh, what I have been doing since 1970 basically um, the that how what, what a big difference it made in my life. And that I could, you know, it, it helped me get out of my own way. Uh, my, my goal in psychology wasn't, it wasn't about crazy, you know, in studying psychology, it wasn't about crazy people. It wasn't, it was about ordinary people. But the ways that we um, do self-defeating things and keep making the same mistakes over and over again, Uh, When I started studying, I I thought psychology would really answer that for me, but Buddhist psychology, the the ancient wisdom of the East, had more answers for me than Western psychology. There are a lot of helpful Western psychology techniques, but the real understanding of the mind came from the Eastern wisdom traditions, like like Buddhism, and and that was that... um, because we don't know what our real motivations are, we end up like dogs chasing their own tail. Um, and, and the ways that we try to make ourselves happy actually make us more miserable. So it, to me, it, it was really learning through meditation, through mindfulness practice, through study, the patterns, That I get into in which I get in my own way and create self-defeating habits. And the opposite is getting out of your own way and undoing those self-defeating habits. Now, um, I was teaching this as an ordinary life skill. And then I met a, uh, a golfer. I'd been playing golf as a you know, as a fun sport uh, since I was a teenager. But then I met this, this golfer who wanted to study psychology and we went out on the golf course together and he said, tell me what my mind is doing on the golf course. And I said, I'll tell you what your mind is doing on the golf course. And he was a, he was a golf pro. So I said, I'll tell you what your mind is doing. And you tell me what my body is doing on the golf course. So we (laughs) traded and he gave me golf lessons in the swing technique and I started giving him mental game lessons. Uh, The fairways became our laboratory so that we developed these programs together. And when he felt it was ready, he invited me to co-teach a clinic with him, a a course with him for a little bit past beginning golfers. Uh, I was happy to discover that um, he called me and said, Everybody in the class said it was the best thing since sliced bread and and, um, who was that guy? And so he said he was a sports psychologist from California. And I said, well, I guess that's what I am. I I hadn't identified myself as that. Yeah. Uh, And so I I started letting people know that that's what I was available to do. And one lesson led to another. And I started working with uh, PGA Tour Pros. And I had the the great good fortune of being introduced to Vijay Singh, Uh, worked with, uh, based on my book, Zen Golf. His wife had read it and sent it to him and said, You've got to get get connected with this guy. Yeah. And he decided to work with me. That's another story we'll do another time, but uh, he decided to work with me. And in two years, Let's see, we started in 2002, and then by the end of 2004, uh, he had uh, surpassed Tiger Woods to be number one in the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He won nine times that year. Yeah. Then a few years later, I got a call from Christy Kerr's golf coach and said he, he, Christy wanted to talk, and he's interviewing different mental game coaches. Um, we did an, I did an interview with Christy, and she picked me. So I worked with her, and two years after I started with her, she also got to number one in the world so um that's how, so that's how you heard of me yeah, through Zen golf and through my work with uh, tour pros
0: and to actually be um like I, I wrote a program about mindfulness in golf and and a lot of that was done probably without reading some of your book as well, just bits of it, you know, and when I sent you that it was there's to get your feedback to say john this is really good stuff that you've wrote it it's it, it's not traditional sports psychology that we do is it it's not that way i feel it's a little bit deeper it's 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 very human humanized in terms of this 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 belonging this centering this space that we've got to give ourselves you know being able to focus in that one moment without any clutter you know, regardless of the strategies that you've run or patterns that you do.
1: I, I, think, that, uh, I think that you read this in the introduction to, to Zen Golf, and that is sports psychologists, basically, to start with, people come to them to try to improve their performance. So it's always focused on performance, but not so much on self-awareness and self-learning. Now from our point of view, you can't improve your performance long-term. You can get a quick band-aid, but you can't improve your performance long-term unless you have a much deeper self-awareness. So sports psychologists will tell you, stay in the present, clear your mind, focus on what's in front of you. Uh, which is all well and good, unless that's not what you're doing. Because you, you can't mm-hmm. just say, suddenly, I'm going to do that. In fact, I, I had a, a, a player who was working with another sports psychologist, and he, he'd said, okay, I figured out I'm too hard on myself. What should I do? And the, other, and the psychologist said, don't be. Well, that, that's not much of an answer. No. What you need to do, you, you, can't, you need to give people a path you need to give them stepping stones to get from where they are to where they want to be. Yeah. And that includes mindfulness, awareness and habit change. And that's really what you and I are working on helping people to be able to do
0: mm-hmm. be which able to is yeah.
1: who they are and accept who they are without feeling badly about themselves. So you, you start by making friends with yourself, and get to learn about yourself without uh, picking and choosing and saying, I don't like this about myself, I don't like that. Uh, But but say, you might not like it, but you have to accept that that's how it is. And that gives you the basis to change. So that's really what I like to help people do. And ultimately, what they discover is, hey, you know what? I came to you to try to work on my mind to make my golf better but I'm going, I've learned from you how to use golf to make my mind better. And that's really, it's not about golf. Golf is a stepping stone and one method. And it's wonderful because there you are all alone. And as soon as you have swung that club, sometimes before you even hit the ball, you know what your state of mind was <laughs> and whether it was, a, it was a helpful one or an unhelpful one. So if you are reflective and do the post shot routine that we've been working on, that I've been teaching you, if you do that post shot routine, every golf shot is a learning experience.
0: And You it either is,
1: reinforce what you're doing well, or you learn from and can change the habits of what you're not doing well. So we're using golf to help people be better people. And not it, just yeah.
0: Well, it's, it, I think in a, in, in a way, in terms of, what your self-awareness is and what your natural strengths are and what you're sometimes might not be good at. We, we can create a routine in the area we might not be naturally good at so we can become disjointed. Like, you know, I'm doing the, the profiling at the moment and I've literally knocked four or five shots off my game. Understand. And I'm a little bit more outgoing, a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more. That's my character. That's who I am. But yes,
1: because I agree with you and it's very similar. Golfers come to me and say, well, I want to slow my tempo down and I said why do you want to do that he said well isn't that what every golfer teaches well everybody's different yeah. if you're a fast twitch kind of person you want to have a fast tempo but you want to have it in sequ- in good sequencing and good rhythm it's rhythm not tempo that's the yeah. important thing. yeah so everybody's individual and you, you can't have a cookie cutter or a canned kind of program when I first worked with, started working with Vijay he said Okay, I want to work with you. What's your program? And I said, You're my program.
0: I you don't are have it. A program,
1: yeah. program that I'm gonna fit you into. I'm gonna develop a program and it's going to be a, it's gonna be your program because it, it's not a fixed recipe. We're gonna try different things and uh and find out what what works for you. And and I, I just wanted to to say uh, if people are listening and this makes sense to you, um, right now. And I don't know, you know, you may listen to this podcast long in the future, but right now in March of 2020, the world is going through a tremendous health crisis. Uh, And a lot of people are are getting um, locked, you know, pretty much locked down. And a lot of people can't even get to the golf course. If you can get to the golf course, it's a wonderful opportunity to play alone or to play with just one other person. And but you have to you know keep your social distancing is what we're calling it, and now is a time that you can spend to reflect on your state of mind and learn about yourself when you're playing golf and and what I wanted to offer and I, and i I know you're you're probably offering the same thing, John, what I'm offering to anybody who uh, who wants to engage in a mental game lesson with me long distance by FaceTime or Skype or zoom or, or WhatsApp. Uh, I'm, I want to give back and I'm, uh, offering half price lessons to everybody. Yeah. And all you have to do to reach me is go, is email me at info at Zen Z E N G O L F.com. Yeah. You can also contact John, uh, through his podcast and he knows how to get in touch with me. Um, And if you are able to work with John, I encourage you also to, uh, to work with him and learn about yourself through the profile work that he does, which is, it's a little different than what I do. And it has a tremendous amount of of value in your self-awareness. So I just wanted to offer that to people.
0: No, I really appreciate it, John. You, the, the, the direction that I've been heading for a long time now is, is, is this is what I am doing. And, That self-awareness thing is something that I've done in the military. It's something that I've done when I suffered with mental health. It's something that I do on a regular basis. I practice mindfulness every single day, even for five, ten minutes every now and again, just reflecting how am I responding to situations that are happening around me? And you just mentioned that the world is living in fear at the moment, and we can only live in fear and love. And if we're living in fear, we're living in an area that we're responding. To situations that are really just being belt-fed at us in a way that we can't really sometimes, you know, manage, and and that's important. And I think at this time, understanding who you are and aware of your situation will resonate with the people around you. It will have a knock-on effect. The energy will be there. I agree,
1: and I think that that's it's really important for people right now to have the resources. Uh, to help them get through this uh, this time
0: yeah and like when you just mentioned there you are my program the people that I work with I, I've literally wrote my program in a way it's a guide let's just follow some simple things but what comes out of you is what we work with because it's completely unique for every single person and exactly and you have people coming over saying oh well I work with this coach and he and he said this and he told me to do these things and I went well, is that how you learn? And they're like, well, I don't actually know how I learn. Well, well, how can somebody be projected onto you to perform when it's not your learning style? (laughs) You know, it's just, it's, you understand that about somebody first, at least, you know, how, how, what makes them tick? What, what's making them angry? What's making them operate? What's making them frustrated? What, what is it? And it's that relationship that you have with them parts of you. Um, that, that, that is 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 probably the driving key in going forward where you all of that and then you will perform the performance stuff will just happen
1: that's right
0: yeah but you know it's an absolute pleasure to be working with you and i know we're going to be doing some stuff and hopefully you're going to get over in july um you visit an island and if we can we will get you over to the to the uk shores of england and, and and hopefully in the northeast i would love you to meet some of the people that i'm working with and let's just hope that this thing that's happening will pass, you know, and I, and I believe it will. And we've just, as we,
1: as we know, all things will pass and there will be a time we get together.
0: Brilliant. And I, and I look forward to that. Um, but thank you for sharing what you've done with Vijay and how you really got into this. And, and just, you know, just your insight every time that I speak to you makes a massive difference to me personally. So I really appreciate that.
1: Thanks. Have a great evening.
0: Thank you. Take
1: care. Bye.